welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to episode 113. Today, our guests are from Bricolor Vineyards, Mark Hansen and Sarah Citrone. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We're going to start with, um, sadly, we don't have any wine in the studio this morning. That's a first. <laughs> That's a first. But um, Sarah, uh, do you have a little wine there that you'd like to talk about? Uh, we have a little flying by the seat of our pants, Brickler <laughs> Vineyards, 2019 Rosé of Grenache. Oh, nice. Which is from, from our Kick Ranch Vineyard, which is in the Fountain Grove AVA in the uh, back hills of Santa Rosa, uh, just as you're taking Calistoga Road over to Calistoga. It's a beautiful uh, vineyard that uh, we have owned for a number of years, and we sell uh, grapes to uh, a number of vineyards. A rosé of Grenache is uh, modeled after some of the amazing rosés from Provence. Uh, our winemaker, Carrie Gott, um, makes a fabulous rosé, and uh, we harvested our 2019 rosé in about the middle of September and um, made it uh, specifically for rosé, since my wife and daughter and I all love uh, rosé from uh, Provence. We modeled it after that. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a luscious uh, pink color that um, is, we call our daytime rosé. Uh, <laughs> it has a screwed cap, and it has a fun label, and, you know, you can open the screw cap and uh, sit by the pool or go to the beach or uh, just enjoy it uh, in the backyard. And on the palate, the wine is uh, crisp and light. Uh, has a little tartness, uh, kind of similar to a, a strawberry lemonade, I would say. Oh, there you go. The one really time like we don't have a wine. <laughs> I was thinking that would have been so good in the morning. <laughs> yes, this would have been perfect for flying by the seat of our pants. It's, it's a shame, but we will make it up and, you know, we'll check our notes. We have to try it in person, too, but it sounds fabulous. Oh, it's it's wonderful, and uh, consumers love the wine, and it and has recently won a number of uh, competitions uh, being rated uh, gold medal by the last two competitions for our 2019 Rosé Grenache. Excellent. So your winery is new or fairly new to the wine road, but how long have you, when did the winery open and how long have you been making wine? So we um, purchased the property in 2017 and uh, it's based in the Russian River Valley in uh, Windsor, just between Santa Rosa and Healdsburg. Uh, the property is about a 40-acre property, and we've been selling grapes uh, for a number of years to Paul Hobbs and Sam Lando and Patson Hall and Lewis Sellers. Nice little and list. And in 2017, we worked with Terry Gott, our winemaker, to start making our own wine. And we started producing uh, initially a Rosé of Grenache, a Russian River Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Zinfandel from the Alexander Valley, which is in uh, tribute or memory to my wife's great-grandfather, Pietro Carlo Rossi, who made wine for Italian-Swiss colony in the late 1800s in Osti. Wow. <laughs> There's some history. The, the property is really just spectacular. I mean, it's, it's just a treat for a customer to go out there and enjoy the wines, and the property really is just so beautiful and so relaxing. You've done an amazing job out there. I was just talking well, earlier you. before the show about um, loving to go see botanical gardens and gardens, and, you know, that's sort of my thing, and that's kind of what your property reminds me of when you sit out there. 
The the thing we love about our property is you can come grab a picnic or do a formal tasting, sit by our um, pond overlooking our uh, rose garden or bocce ball area, or you can sit in our stone pavilion overlooking our Chardonnay block, or a number of different areas, our our trellised area um, out by our big pond, which is uh, stocked with bass and bluegill, or in our pollarded tree area in front of our winery barn. And especially in these times, you can enjoy socially distanced outdoor tasting and just uh, sit and relax and enjoy the beauty of Sonoma County. Sounds perfect. So do you, is this a divide and conquer situation because we have Sarah on the phone and we have Mark on the phone? What, uh, how do you divide up who does what there between the two of you? Well, Sarah runs all of our marketing and events and, and uh, culinary and tasting experiences, so she can tell you about a little of those experiences if you like. Sure, that'd be great. Hi. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, great, Sarah. <laughs> great to have you on the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're very excited to be on here. So right now, you know, with uh, people have to make reservations and everything, the outdoor seating, you certainly have a property that is, you know, perfectly situated for that. What what are you offering customers right now when they make a reservation? What are their options? Yeah, so we are extremely lucky that we do have 40 acres um, here at Break Pillar, and so we have a lot of outdoor spaces that people can um, schedule a tasting experience or picnic and since we are reservation only we do have a couple different experiences that people can choose from we have um, an our roots and a sip and savor experience which um, are we worked very closely with our executive chef shane mcanelli which is uh, really quite the thing (laughs) you're so lucky yeah he's amazing which we we're very excited to have shane on our team and um, that tasting experience, the R Roots, is for tasting, so four wines paired with four seasonal bites that he has picked and designed specifically for those wines. Um, and it's supposed to be a very interactive experience where you taste the wine, you taste the food, and the flavors really come together. Mm-hmm. And then we have a sip and savor experience, which is six wines paired with six bites. And it's a little bit more comprehensive. It just goes more into our wines, more into the wine and food experiences. And when he designs these, he also works really closely with our farmer that we have on property as well. And about 80% or uh, his goal is 90% of the vegetables, fruits, produce comes from our estate. You know, you're so lucky to have that also because I know chefs really like to try, you know, planting unique off-the-wall things that they've seen somewhere and, you know, experimenting with it. So that's that's nice to be able to have that at your fingertips also. Yeah, our chef loves working with our farmer, Mikey, on um, on new things that we can plant and new ways he can experiment with recipes. The, the Sip and Savor and the R-Roots experience changed weekly depending on what we have fresh out of the garden. So if you come every weekend or every other weekend, it will always be a different, unique experience. And then I've noticed um, you're also doing a lot of virtual tastings or cooking classes online. Is that How's that going? Yeah, we're doing a lot of virtual tastings. So we're doing more private virtual tastings for groups of people, friends, family from all over the U.S. Um, who want to come together and enjoy wine, even though they can't physically be together. So 
we've been doing those weekly, and then we do we've been doing virtual cooking classes. At the beginning of quarantine, we had a quarantine kitchen with uh, Shane, and this was every Saturday night. And then once shelter in place lifted a little bit, we moved it to once a month with, and it was called Cooking with Country. And uh, Country is our sous chef, uh, so we are very excited to have a a cooking show with him, and he gets to introduce himself to our our Bricolor family. But we also have a lot of dinner experiences in person. We are offering a dinner series that is outside, socially distanced. Um, each group gets their own table that's more than 10 feet apart from each right. other. And really we have private. every other sure. Friday, we have a pizza night, and then every other Saturday, we have a wine-paired dinner. Yeah, I just, I'm just talking to a lot of uh, customers, either online or calling the office, and, and just you know, they have concerns about, you know, going to groups and going to these tastings. And I'm trying to explain to people that the wineries that do have outdoor space are going above and beyond the little six foot rule. They really are spreading things out and, and making sure that there's plenty of time between groups and, you know, being very careful and the servers are all wearing their masks. And to me, it's been super impressive what wineries have put into place in a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been very, um, involved with making sure that our staff is as safe as possible and our customers. We want everyone to feel extremely comfortable when they're here and they're not forced to be in one location. Since we do have 40 acres, we do allow people, if they don't want to be around anyone, they're allowed to pick up a picnic, pick up a bottle of wine, have a touchless interaction, and then go and enjoy that somewhere on our property. And the dinners, are those just on the weekends? What's the schedule for those? They are every other Saturday is our dinner series, which is the four courses paired with four wines. Uh, Our next one that we have available, which is a high on the hog theme, everything is has some sort of hog or bacon involved in it. (laughs) Uh, We have maple bacon donuts even for dessert. Every every theme is different, so every other Saturday is a different theme. We have a seafood theme dinner. We have a complete state vegetarian dinner, uh, and they all change. And we plan on doing those every other Saturday. You think uh, that'll run until to... in, until the end of the year, okay. weather permitted, of right. course. Okay. And then we have a family friendly pizza night, which is every other Friday, where people can bring their kids, they can bring their dogs. And they can enjoy um, a pizza, salad, dessert, wine on our property, which is all socially distanced and spread out as well. And everything is 100% outdoors. So I'm wondering about the winery itself. Like, what... What was the impetus? What? How did the st- the winery begin? <laughs> what was the uh, the plan there? What made people decide? You know, let's get in the wine business. Yeah. So my parents, um, about seven or eight years ago, bought the property. They had a a dream of retiring in Sonoma County, and the dream kind of turned into well, we don't know how to retire. So what would our <laughs> 
retirement <laughs> job ideally look like. And they've always loved hospitality. They've always loved Sonoma County. They always love giving back to the community. So they really wanted to focus on um, building an event venue that's specifically for charities and corporate retreats. Okay. And then it evolved into, well, we're on this property with uh, vineyards that we sell grapes to a number of amazing wineries. So why not make our own wine and partner with an amazing winemaker? So then we um, were introduced to Kerry Gott, and we've been working with him since 2016 for our first vintage in 2017 on making our wine. And we've been in construction for about uh, four and a half years, and we are looking forward to opening our event venue and our tasting room actually this May. But unfortunately, due to COVID, that was all put on hold. But we're excited that we're, we are able to do experiences outside. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I send so many people there because, again, I'm just so drawn to the, the property itself. And I have had so many visitors from across the country who have gone there and you know, let me know. You know, in hindsight, wow, that's a great recommendation. That was just an amazing stop and loved the wine and the hospitality was over the top. And yeah, you guys, you Thank definitely you. have dialed in out there. <laughs> Turning you. it up to 11. And for the people who don't feel comfortable at this point doing the tasting, they, they can swing by and order ahead of time and schedule a pickup for a curbside. Yeah, so. anyone who doesn't feel comfortable with um, doing a face-to-face -face tasting. Obviously, our staff is all wearing masks, but if they don't feel comfortable, they can order ahead and they can pick up. We can also ship some wines and do virtual experiences. You know, like like we said, we have a number of virtual experiences that we're doing. Uh, we're also partnering with uh, charities and doing a lot of virtual experiences with them. We have a Make-A-Wish Foundation um, event, virtual event virtual experience with them. So people we are did, buying a ticket to that for Make-A-Wish? People a are buying a wine bundle. Okay. Um, they can purchase it through our website and proceeds of that bundle go directly towards Make-A-Wish. Okay, that's great. Um, and then at the virtual event, which is a quarantine kitchen, so it's a cooking event with Shane and mm -hmm. our winemaker and Betsy, who is the CEO of Make-A-Wish Foundation, comes and she cooks along with Shane, and everyone can cook along in their kitchen. And then we are hoping to raise enough money for wishes for kids. Last in June, we raised thirty thousand dollars, which grants three kids wow. wishes. And so we're hoping. And then we're also doing another one in November. So we're we were supposed to do the wishes on the Vine event here on our property in June. So that's fantastic. Make a wish. That is an amazing organization i met with them several times and usually i just end up crying through the entire meeting so it's like well, this is, yeah let me just do something else than meet i don't want to meet with you every marketing material they send me i start crying i know like, oh my god this... <laughs> exactly tell me a little bit about the the name i know uh bricolage is an art term is it not is that the genesis of the name bricolage is um a it's a term off of bricolor. The bricolor has many different names. Um, one generic definition is handyman, you know, someone who does many different tasks and jobs. 
the definition that we found, um, actually my husband found it, is a longer translation of bricolor, and it means uh, one who starts building something with no clear plan, cobbling together <laughs> a hole while flying by the seat of their pants. And we fell in love with the definition. Obviously, we had a plan with bricolor, but things changed. We weren't planning on being in construction for four and a half right. years. We weren't right. planning, you know, life happened. We weren't planning COVID. We weren't planning fires. Um, but you just have to roll with the punches and fly by the seat of your pants to get things done. And so we really resonated with it. And we also feel like it's very relatable to everyone in their everyday life. At some point you have a plan and things change and hello <laughs> you just have to fly by the seat of your pants yes so we think our rosé and our bubbles which is under our flying by the seat of our pants label is the perfect wine during covid definitely <laughs> because you know we're all winging it <laughs> yeah that's great i just know the term from art from a, usually a mixed media they yeah. use that term so i love that name yeah we yeah. are by the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone is, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Plan B, every day, plan B. Yeah. I mean, I work with um, so many wineries, but I feel like every time I reach out to uh, the whole big group for something, uh, someone from your team always gets back to me and always responds and, you know, really pays attention. And, you know, I appreciate it on my end. And then I just think it's such, so beautiful. I love sending people there, so... And it's yeah, by appointment you. only. Are you open during the week or just for these special tastings? How does that, for the consumer who wants to come by, yeah. what's the hours so, and what's how's it work? So currently during COVID, we are by appointment only. Uh, we are open Thursday through Monday. And then our tasting room is from, open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So you can make an appointment on our website at Bricolor, B-R-I-C-O-L-E-U-R, vineyards.com. Or you can call us and make a reservation over the phone, and our number is 707-857-5700. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes, too, so people can have that handy. Yeah, perfect. Okay, I think what we're going to do right now is we're going to uh, listen in to um, Carissa Cruz. We need a little update. Did you know that 98% of our growers have soil conservation strategies that reduce the need for tillage in their vineyard? This is part of our sustainability efforts that's not only good for the soil, but good for the planet in terms of our emissions. In fact, Sonoma County growers lead the state, and California's a pretty environmentally friendly state, in understanding and knowledge of what farming practices generate emissions. This knowledge base puts them above the state average in their ability to reduce emissions and minimize disruptions to the soil and tractor passes. So there you go. There's your sustainability geek fact of the day. Thanks for having me again here, ladies. Uh, now back to you, Beth and Marcy. Thanks, Carissa. That was awesome. Good to know what's happening out there in the vineyards. And uh, Marcy, do you have a little wine item you would like to share with us today? I do. You know, I haven't really been having many items lately, but I did come across something that's pretty cute. It's a little, <laughs> uh, it's like a dish towel, but it's greetings from Lake Wine. There you now, go. How perfect is this? So folks at home who can't see this, it's a very kind of 50s stylized woman sitting at the lake. So it's uh, just something fun. It's hard to find wine-related things, but this is cool because you can take it on your picnic. 
be a dish towel. You could even hang it on your wall. It's quite big. Yeah, I usually get funny little dish towels like that and just frame them and stick them in my little wine closet. <laughs> your wine closet. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a cellar. I have a, I have a closet. Anyways, I saw that and thought of you. Yeah, yeah, that really looks like. <laughs> okay. Okay, so one other item I want to mention, and I, I don't have it, but I'm going to make Marcy go home today or tomorrow and do a video of the repour that we have talked about multiple times. And I feel like now more than ever, um, so many wineries are doing these virtual tastings and people are ordering the wine ahead of time so they can taste along with those wines with the winemaker. But you wouldn't necessarily want to sit at home and open three or four bottles of wine at the same time. But you can if you use the repour. I, I still don't know that people understand how well it works, but Marcy posted the it, other day. Yeah, I use it all the time because I do our um, wine road for along the wine road. I do our reviews on our different varietals. And I'm opening six, seven, eight, nine bottles at a time to taste. And what am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to drink them all. So I use the reports. You just, it's like a little cork. It just sticks right in. And I have tasted wines. Like the other day I had a rosé, which I wouldn't have expected to keep that well. And I had tasted it four months ago and it tasted great. Yeah. When you posted that, you posted a photo and said you opened this for the blog post four months ago. And I thought, oh my God, people have to realize, I mean, if you can save a wine. Yeah. And they're, and they're very uh, easy to use. It, it's really, they're so simple. You, it, you can't believe it works. <laughs> no, Richard's in the in the little sound booth there giving me a thumbs up. We talked to him in some report and he's like, yeah. Really yeah, works. especially in these times of all the virtual tastings, it's a great consumer product because most people, they drink a bottle of wine over, if they don't finish in one night, over at least one, two nights. I mean, if, if you're, you know, living with somebody. Right. and uh, But if you're, oh, especially if you're opening a lot of samples like I do or in the virtual tastings, it's a great idea. really helps preserve the wine. And seeing is believing. I use them all the time. So I think, um, I think we're kind of wrapping things up. I do want to direct people to um, the website, wineroad.com. Uh, right on the very top of the homepage, there's a go button that says uh, the 100 wineries that are open. Most of all of wineries in the area, as long as they have outdoor seating space, patio space, even some tasting rooms like um, up in Geyserville, uh, Ramazzotti and Mercury are very small little tasting room, but behind them they have a huge patio that you wouldn't even know was there. And so they really decked it out with those sun sail shade things and, mm -hmm. and umbrellas. So all the wineries that have outdoor space are open. And they are going above and beyond to make sure that they're practicing the social distancing. Everyone working is wearing a mask. You're required to wear a mask when you show up. You know, they're they're taking care of their customer and they're taking care of their employees. But anyway, wineroad.com, there's a button for the wineries that are open. And then if you scroll down a little bit farther, there's a button for all the wineries that are still just doing curbside pickup. So if you, maybe even if you live in the Bay Area and you just want to drive up for the day and you don't necessarily want to go to a lot of tasting, but you want to pick up some wine, you just call ahead of time, order your wine and schedule your drive-by pickup. Thank you so much, Sarah and Mark, for being our guest. And we'll see you both on the wine road. And in the show notes, we'll put everything about how to get in touch with you guys. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye.